Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. The conversation has already started here in the break, so the audience is kind of joining us already in progress. <laughs> we got Matt Collins in studio with us and Super Bowl champion, by the way, for your Las Vegas Raiders. But we've already gotten into two big subjects. Number one, you're doing this media tour all around New York for Special Olympics, which we'll get into. It's a great endeavor. But you're doing it barefoot. Do you realize we're scared for you, Mac? You can't walk around New York City barefoot on purpose. This is not good. See, people trying to live forever. That's the problem. You just, you, <laughs> this is how we were born. We were born with no shoes on, but you don't walk around with gloves on. You know, if I were to walk around, walk in here with gloves, y'all would think it looked weird. In the winter, we do. <laughs> yeah, man. If I walked in the summertime with gloves on, you would think it's weird. That's true. Right, but, but there's, blo uh, there's broken glass and there's needles uh, and there's Cigarette butts. And yeah, but if I look at life like that, I'd never get in a car because people crash. I'd never get in a plane because mm. they crash. I'd never get anything done. So I'd rather work the muscles in my feet that never get worked and but enjoy this, it. We hope you know the type of risk you're taking on uh. here. However... This is actually like uh, not just something you're doing as like a stunt or because you're an athlete. This is like a more of a lifestyle. Yeah, so I've probably been doing this for four or five years, mm -hmm. unless I have to have shoes on. Like if you go to my house in Florida, I'll have no shirt on, tiny shorts on, and no shoes on all year round. Yeah, like, this is a no shirt, no shoes, yeah. no service. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like I'll go to a convenience store or like a Publix and go get groceries, and if the, I can't go in without – all that stuff on, I'll just order it and have them bring it out right to, right to the front. <laughs> I, I was going to ask to visit, but you do not want to see me. No shirt. Yeah. Oh, skinny it's it's, it's Florida. You white. can do it all. Right, how much sunscreen do you have down there? Because how much sunscreen do we have or how much do I wear? Oh, you probably don't wear any. I, I, need, I probably should wear some, but So we're talking about you being barefoot all around New York, but this is like a lifestyle for you. You also just told us that you are down to just eating meat and fruit and like drinking water. No, 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 no fruit. No fruit. No, a little, fruit, a little fruit. So I don't do vegetables anymore, really. Yeah, I do vegetables on Sundays before games. I go vegan for 24 hours before a game so, that I, so I'm starved and I feel – and I, hungry dogs run faster. Okay. Uh, my coach in Philly, Jeff Stoutland. Oh, yeah. That was his line, hungry dogs run faster. Um, so I strictly eat that because I know it gives me no nutritional value and it's worthless and it makes me really starving. But, Matt, coaches speak in metaphors. He didn't literally <laughs> mean be hungry. No, <laughs> listen, the sled dogs run faster when they're hungry. All right. Yeah, All so right. Dogs run faster. But yeah, so I do this. It's basically just meat um, and I'll put honey on stuff. So like for dinner, I'll have a ribeye, 10 ounce ribeye and watermelon or I'll have. And for mm. breakfast, you're also eating Yeah, I have a, a ground beef patty with just the egg yolk. No, uh, no whites. Wow. Um, and then like avocado and, that, and that's it. But it's been it's been really good, actually. So do you ever cheat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm still right. a sucker. Like, I still have a 48-pack. Well, it's not 48 anymore, but of ramen noodles in my house. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's your yeah. cheat day? Yeah, like, it, 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 uh, it's major balance in here. So this is like the paleo diet that humans' stomachs evolve. I mean, the digestive system evolved a certain way, and the things that people eat every day, that's not what we're supposed to be doing, right? Exactly. So, like, the way I look at it, if I, if I buy some or if I can choose what to eat, I don't want there to be an ingredients list. Mm. So I want whatever I'm eating to just be the ingredient. So if I'm drinking water or some sort of drink, you'll see like 30 different things in there. It's like, well, I, I just came here to get it, a water. Like, right. why is there this salt in it or bicarbonate or yeah. some other word with 10,000 letters that don't make sense? <laughs> like, it shouldn't be in there. So I try to get stuff like that or even the foods. Like, if you go through the aisle, like, you're going to see stuff that you don't even, you have to Google to understand it. It's like, why, am I, why would I put that in my body? Mac, how close are you to hunting your own food? 
I'm I'm very close. I had a feeling oh, you very, were close. I, I really just want I want a house in the middle of the woods, have my own cattle and <laughs> and chickens and all that stuff, and I, I don't have to deal with it. So but. maybe not the Las Vegas Strip is yeah. not where you're hanging there's out. Not, there's not much hunting out there, but yeah. <laughs> have you seen the show Alone? It's a popular show. Oh, gosh, it's what a dream. Oh, it's what my favorite show. I, oh I have my God. zero outdoor skills, but Maggie, it's a survival show where basically you're plopped into, great shows all the time. Plopped into <laughs> British Columbia. You have a bow and arrow and about and a fire starter, and you have to create your own um, place to live, and you have to hunt your own food. And you think, yeah. you, Mac, you got to do it. Oh, I, I every time the show comes on, I'm like, this is my dream. <laughs> if it ever happens to go during an off season, <laughs> I, I got to go just to go. Wow. But the thing is, I don't have the skills to skin an animal and all that. But I can, I can learn those things. Yeah, you, but just being a by myself. Video yeah, for there's all a, of that. Matt. If you can't find it on YouTube, it's illegal or impossible. <laughs> I think you have you to know? retire. I think you have to be done with football to have time. I mean, those guys yeah, are they're like hundred days experts. at least. Yeah. They, yeah. Wow. Well, Perloff and I would be dead in forty-eight hours. I, I so honestly, let's not do that. I would start crying the second the helicopter pulls away. <laughs> but I've actually imagined how I would do. I, I think you'd last thirty-six days. If I if I could learn how to like do the yeah like. Catching stuff? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. How Kill did you come up with 36 days? What was that? That's that a, a random no, Because, number? like, that's where if you have a lot of willpower, you can get to about 30, but you have to be a really good hunter. Yeah. And you're, I don't know if you have time to do to learn that. That's yet. the thing. If I could learn it, I think I could. Because yeah. the people that win it are, are like taking every ounce of of food out of animals when they catch them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And turning yeah. it into all types yeah, of stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, I don't incredible. need to do the Revenant in real life. They're I'm killing, good on like, that. Uh, and it's like beavers. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not like good animals. <laughs> are you just like anything they can catch. Like, are you trying to sell me that I should be doing this? It's no, about, this is for Max. It's, it's great. It's imagine the best show, though. Imagine Maggie. you come back, and we always are so used to these training camp stories. Best shape of my life. I put in 15 pounds of muscle, and Matt Collins is like, I spent 36 days in isolation in the wilderness. <laughs> People's jaws would just be on the floor. Uh, you're here with Special Olympics, so that's... That's really fun. We're going to get to that in just a moment, but it's been like kind of a whirlwind for the Raiders. Like, is the bye week coming at the perfect time for you guys, or with the way the game ended last week, do you wish you could have just gotten right back onto the field? I think looking at the very start of the season, we were like, golly, that bye's too early. Um, and I actually think now it's coming at a perfect time. Uh, looking at the record, looking, we're one and four. We're, I think, 14 points total differential in the four games that we lost. So two touchdowns away from being perfect, perfect season record. We needed this week to reevaluate ourselves, to self-scout, look in the mirror. What are the things we've been doing well? What are the things that haven't been going well? Because in the NFL, it's two or three plays a game. You just don't know when the, those plays are going to appear. Right. So it's how can we maximize every play we're out there and make sure that we're giving ourselves the best chance to win those two or three-point games that we've lost. So I think it ended up kind of being perfect. So, uh, obviously, the big story coming out loss was fellow wide receiver Devontae Adams got an altercation after the game. Um, I'm sure, you know, afterwards he apologized. And he seems, everything you ever hear about him, he's a good guy. How surprised were you that that happened? Um, I didn't even know what happened until the next day. Like, I hadn't even seen it. I was already in the locker room, and everybody was just kind of in, a, like, a somber mood of whatever we lost. And yeah. I didn't find out the next day because we do film and all that stuff. Um, and I ended up seeing it on my phone. Uh it's definitely like Devontae, like you said, is a great guy. So I, I wouldn't say it's shock because I don't looking at the video, it didn't seem like he did it out of any type of malicious, like who anybody who's I'm finding somebody to go knock out. I don't think that was him mm. at all. I think it just I think he got startled from what I looked at, but I know it's turned into this huge whether it's a misdemeanor or whatever right. level that's turned into. And hopefully it gets washed away because I just feel like if something bigger comes out of this, does it turn into other photographers just running out there on purpose and i'm not saying the guy did but do they just start doing that oh if this guy bumps me i might be able to turn this into a suit or 
you know, and you don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, like to set a precedent of any any NFL player, like the uh, Wagner tackling that guy on the, the yeah the, the guy guy came on the field. Like you don't know yeah. what that guy has. He has smoke coming out of like, and then that turns into a suit. So it's a a, a lot of you know it's a it's thin ice that we're kind of skating on. But obviously that's Devontae's business, and I know he'll he'll, he'll get through. Yeah, it. what kind of teammate is Devontae Adams? He's incredible. So he's one of the few guys I've I've been in the league six years. And I played with a lot of veteran receivers. He did not miss a single day of OTAs or training camp, and I've never seen that from a guy at that caliber, right. having getting paid that much and at that year in the league, eight or nine, wherever he's in, not getting a vet day. Mm. Like he might get a vet period, but he's not getting like he he doesn't want to miss days. He just loves the game, and that and when you watch him, it's like oh okay, that's why he's the player. Yeah, Matt Collins is our guest. He's joined us here in studio. He's uh on behalf of Special Olympics. We'll get to that. It's such a great cause that you're supporting. Of course, he won a Super Bowl with Perloff's Eagles. Now he's on the Raiders, spent some time with the Dolphins as well. Can you just quickly take us through, and then we'll move on to some other stuff, but can you quickly take us through the end of that game? Two wide receivers bang into each other, run into each other on a play, Mac. We rarely see that happen. Maybe considering the complicated routes you guys run, maybe it (laughs) happens more. But what happened at the end of that play? Like when you go to film study the next day, what's happening in the wide receiver room? Yeah, it's it, it's definitely just one of those fluke things. I think if it happened on second down or third down and we got the first down after that, nobody would talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just you, they got into cover zero, and it's for a quarterback, you just backpedal and just throw the ball up. Like you can't sit in the pocket sure. and be set. So all the receivers' routes have to be significantly faster. Um, and everybody's in such a hurry and Derek can't just sit back there and like, okay, well, if he does that, then because he can't see, he has three extra guys coming. Um, so in practice, that those guys, they're six to ten yards apart. They're nowhere near each other. But it's a freak situation. That time in the game, that separation, the blitz that came. It's there's so many factors that went into this one fluke play where they bumped into each other, and unfortunately, it was the fourth down rather than a first or second down when it could have got washed away, and literally nobody would even be talking about it. All right, so Maggie gave me one Eagles question. How many Eagles questions? I question? said you could have two Eagles questions. We're capping it at two Eagles questions before this thing gets in. out of control. Well, I don't know if you're going to like the first one. Why has Carson Wentz's career not panned out the way all Eagles fans thought it was going to pan out? I don't know. The, the NFL is tough. Um, and I got to play with Carson, and I was there for that run where he was doing incredible, and I still have faith in Carson. Like I, because I know he's done it. That, that stuff doesn't just disappear out of out of nowhere. And there's just so many things. Like you look at my career, and people are so shocked that I'm making plays at receiver. But it's like I was. I, it wasn't like I would just became a good receiver this off season. And like it's an opportunity. It's yeah. where you are. Who I have Devonte with me, so he's taking two people. It's like there's so many f- small factors that can go into making a player. Thir- what were we thirteen and one when he got hurt, yeah. and and not making the playoffs. Um, so for me, he's still got all the talent in the world. Um, I think it's just the the all the things aren't lining up. The stars aren't aligning exactly. So you're a former team captain. You are captain with the Dolphins. So you yep. know what it's like when coaches, players kind of expect to have these leadership qualities, right? That's the knock on Wentz from the outside is that he has like not a lot of leadership qualities or they don't line up. Like what was your experience with that? Is that overrated? I think that's a, a common thing when you're not winning. Mm. like everybody was behind the Carson's a great leader train when we were winning. And then all of a sudden we start losing like, Oh, he doesn't have any qualities. Like he had the qualities. He just not happened to get the result. He's still, a, he's still a great leader. He's still the same guy. Like he didn't tear his ACL and become a bad person. Like, but in the, unfortunately in this business, if you're not winning, there's gotta be something wrong with, with you rather than the whole, the, the system as a whole. Yep. Um, and that's unfortunate. Cause I don't, I, I don't think he changed from the leader he was, 
before he got hurt when he was the MVP of the league to after it, but he's not winning as much. Amazing that you're doing this media tour today on behalf of Special Olympics. This month is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. The Special Olympics is challenging people and employers to become more inclusive in their hiring practices. This is a this is a great cause. Why does it speak to you, Mac? Um, it's been big for me for these last five years is when I really got involved on a like working level. But I've been a part of Special Olympics from when I was a young. I had a neighbor who was in the Special Olympics. I had a teammate whose brother was in the Special Olympics. So I've been going to events and seeing all these athletes and getting to know them but like these last five years i've i've become a champion ambassador and like really got this inside access to the athletes and it's selfishly it's the most amazing thing because i feel so great being able to see how they compete and the things that they do and this inclusion movement of just how can we bring those with intellectual disabilities and without together because when I grew up, and I'm sure when you all grew up, it's like they were it was separate. Like let's keep those with intellectual yeah. disabilities over here. That's best for them. And now all this new research comes out, and it's like it's better if we're just together. Like I was just with a, an athlete who won a gold medal in soccer, Zion, and he is like he's on the debate team. He's uh, he does culinary arts. He he also he went won the gold and plays like seven other sports. It's like I'm struggling with my one sport. Like, <laughs> I just hope Coach McDaniel's is happy with me with my my effort in one sport. Like Chris Nickich. He just ran an Ironman in Kona. I could never do an Ironman. Like I need a lot of training to do an Ironman. He and he does one like every year. It's incredible the stuff that they can do. And you just you when you get to see it, it puts things in perspective of it's not about the media. Why did you why did I play the game? Why did I choose to play football? Because I love football. I don't love the media. I don't love likes. I don't love pictures. I love football. And when I was a kid, that's what I loved. That's what I wanted to do. I want to go play football. I don't want to go get likes. And that's when I see them, they're so encouraging of each other, whether they win or lose. And it reminds you that, hey, you play the game for the game, not for anything else. Yeah, I imagine you see more joy in the Special Olympics than you're going to see yeah. in pro sports. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's really cool. But just back to what you said, are you talking about on a, in like a school that you think that there should be more mixed classes? Uh, yeah. My, yeah, my wife's in education. That's a constant discussion of how you organize that kind of issue. Yeah, so Unified yeah. Champion Schools is a big initiative with Special Olympics, yeah. putting, putting uh, those with and without intellectual disabilities together mm. and just watching how, how much better they both sides get. Mm. how the test scores both go up, how the athletic performance goes both goes up, how their emotional and mental states both go up, just from being around each other, from learning from somebody different different than you are. It's a, it's amazing how, how how that affects, especially kids at a young age, how being around people that aren't identical to you can change the whole perspective on life. Amazing. Uh, if you want to find out more information about this on social at Special Olympics, you could use the hashtag choose to include Fantastic, Matt Collins, that you are involved in something like this. All right, you still have one Eagles question oh, left. Do you want to? Do you want to burn your Eagles question, Perloff? This is not the greatest one, but <sighs> five and oh, I mean, <laughs> come on, <laughs> let's go! You got to be rooting for your former minute. teammates. They were amazing, hey, right? I tell you what, I, hey, that's the question. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's Mac knows it's what a, I'm talking about. It's definitely, a, it's a good feeling, especially in Philly, to be to be five and oh. What's it sound like? How's it different when the team is winning than when they're losing? Oh, I mean, just the sound when you walk off the field at halftime, if you're winning or losing, <laughs> a boo versus a cheer. Um, just the whole energy of the city was different when we, like that whole Super Bowl yeah. year, it was a whole different vibe of I just know. like going around. It seemed like everybody was ready for work on Monday, couldn't wait. It's amazing. Like, the, the entire city's blood pressure depends yeah. on what happens on Sundays. <laughs> it completely depends on what yeah. happens on Sundays. And that that's just what it was. And I, and I loved it. And, the, yeah. and now obviously I went to other teams where like Miami, it's a whole different culture. Yeah. And Vegas is a different culture. But they're all good in their own ways. You just have to learn how to 
to how to blend within it. I would yeah. think the Raider fans could rival the Eagles fans for intensity, intimidation factor, definitely with the Raider fans. Mm. Eagle fans are meaner. They, they get pretty hectic. Yeah. They get, they get pretty hectic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wait. but it's such a nice stadium in Vegas. They need yeah, it is that's, gorgeous. It's bougie now. It's not Oakland. It's not Oakland. It's not South Philly. And you <laughs> know that. It's not being alone in the wilderness. And as we said, Matt Collins has been doing this entire interview barefoot in New York City. And he's doing it on behalf of Special Olympics, which is fantastic. Again, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for the great work you're doing with Special Olympics. And good luck in hoping the Raiders turn this thing around. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Matt Collins.